0: had an awesome time at the men's uh, breakfast yesterday. I mean, what a great time we had. Uh, the men had breakfast. here at the Broad Street Diner, and thank God for Brother Ben who God had put that in his heart. And um, <laughs> I'm telling you, he really, he really has a heart and a passion for men um, uh, that's pretty much unparalleled. I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of people do a lot of things with men, but you can just hear his passion with men uh, when he's talking to the brothers, uh, you know, when people start talking, you know, their passion comes out. We, they started talking about barbecuing yesterday, and people's passions came out. It's, you know, I won't sit up, Big Mike. I mean, people, you know, just, you know, they talk. about passion comes out, right? People thought, yeah, right, showing pictures, and, uh, you know, people talk about sports. Passion comes out, you know. Uh, but it's good to hear uh, and see that Brother Ben has a passion for men. Um, and I know that God's going to use him greatly in the city of Philly. Amen and Jersey, and Pennsylvania as a whole. Amen. And we just believe in God for some great things, and so we're excited about that. Amen. And what God's doing for our church. I want to jump into this uh, today. Thank God for uh, my beautiful wife who's here. Amen. I told her yesterday, I said, come on, y- y- you overdo a teach. Let's go. Let's get rolling. So y'all pray so I can just <laughs> push her out there a little bit. She's overdue a teach, and we're so excited about that. Uh, I, I want to finish something that, I, that we started last week. Um, Am I connected? Let's see, am I connected? Okay. All right, so it's resetting? Okay. you trying? All right. <laughs> pray, church, pray one of those things. All right. Okay. Well, let me know. Let me know when it kicks in, then I'll I'll, I'll jump in. But are right, we going to pray? We're going to believe? <laughs> uh, open your Bibles to the book of Psalms. That's so why you gotta go old school. We gotta have your Bible with you, right? Some of you are like, I didn't bring my Bible. Oh, there's a Bible in the back of your pew. Alright. Oh. Is that it? Oh, that's you manually doing it. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So can you go to the next slide then? <laughs> um, I, I I started off with this with this awesome quote. Uh, Last week from Abraham Lincoln, uh, and I think, I can't remember if I put it in the newsletter this week. I think I did, right? Okay. Uh, and again, if you're not getting this newsletter, please let Pastor Rick know afterwards. We want to make sure that you're getting it. Um, it. It's this awesome quote by Abraham Lincoln, commitment is what transforms a promise into reality, right? And we were talking about this, this word, commitment, uh, the word that everyone is always nervous about, understanding commitment um but this it says commitment is what transforms promise to reality it is the words that speak boldly of your intentions right when you are committed to something you can speak boldly about it you know you heard pastor Rick up here talking about RCC he's committed to the vision you can tell he's committed there's a boldness right you're not ashamed to proclaim something that you're committed to does that make sense you know, I, 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 I gladly proclaim that that's my wife because I'm committed to her, right? I, I'm not worried about uh, uh, some sugar mama hearing me proclaim that. There's no sugar mamas, all right? There's no sugar mamas. Never was, never will be, all right? That's my only sugar mama, all right? So, so, so when I say, you know, that's my wife, you know, I can gladly say that because what I, I am, I can boldly say that because I'm committed. Commitment is a strong word. It's a strong word. Every week when we were coming, um, some happy Sundays, some not so happy Sundays, you know, we were committed. And we kept boldly declaring our confessions. We kept boldly saying what this church is. We kept boldly speaking what our declaration is. Amen. And that's why we will never stop doing that because we are committed to what God has called us to do. Amen. So we don't look at the, and again, Pastor Rick said it this morning, we don't look at the outside. We look at what the Spirit has told us, and that's how we act accordingly. Amen? So he said this. He said, in the actions which speak louder than words, it is making the time when there is none. When you're committed to something, you find time for what you're committed to. You find time for what you're committed to. It never ceases to amaze me when people never have time for stuff. But if you say, tell them something, we're going to do something that you like, you find time. Right? It, it, it never ceases to amaze me. Some things are not, it's not deep, it's not rocket science, not the devil keeping you from coming to church. You're just not committed. Uh-oh. You, you, you're just not committed. When you are committed, you find time. You find time. Some of y'all got your favorite shows. You make sure you're in front of that TV at 8 o'clock sharp. You find time to do things. Come on. Right? You find time. Why? Because you are committed to that thing. And so what you are committed to, time miraculously makes its way to you when you are committed to something, right? Uh, 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 we, we, when you are committed to an assignment, when you are committed to it, you find time to do it. I hate studying, right? When I was in school and college, I didn't like studying, but I knew that if I wanted to get an A, I had to find time to study. And, you know, you always find an excuse. My stomach hurt, my head hurt, you know, when you in school, you know, you always find the reason why you shouldn't study. Right? But 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 when you realize, you know, once I got to college, and realized that bill didn't stop coming. You still had to pay tuition, whether you got an A or F. I'd rather pay t- the same tuition for my A than pay for the same tuition for my F. There's no discount if you get an F. I don't know if people knew that or not, you know? I had friends who didn't know that. They thought that if you got an F, you got a discount. I said, no, you pay the same price. So you might as well get an A. And then you got to take, take it again, you know? It's like, just get the A and do one shot, right? So what? when when you are committed to something, you find time. Coming through time after time after time, year after year after year. Commitment is the stuff that character is made of. Man, I love that. Commitment is what character is made of. When you are committed, you say, and I'm going to talk about this uh, in a minute, commitment and integrity are entwined together. People that don't keep their word, can't keep their commitment, are normally people who have no integrity. Your integrity will always be challenged by the level of your commitment. Write that down. Your integrity will be challenged by the level of your commitment. Your integrity will be challenged by the level of your commitment. So can I trust you? Integrity says, my word is intertwined it is integrity intertwines with my character so 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 if i say something i'm going to do it right if i if i commit my integrity says i don't have to worry about it now there's some people they say they're gonna be there at a certain time you don't have you don't have to second guess so i, I remember when i was managing people at the bank and i had this this one employee you know he would he would always come in 10-15 minutes late so my office is on the other side of the bank. And so I guess he thought, you know, he was short, and he just kind of walked out real quick. He thought I didn't see him. So I, I, would pull up, I would pull up his time card and realize he's putting in that he's coming in on time. So I brought him into my office. I says, Eric, have a seat. I said, Eric, I like you. But, Eric, I will fire you if you falsify your timesheet again. Very straight, right? Because, because what? He had a commitment and an integrity issue. Right, you, you can't put you here at a certain time and you're getting here 20 minutes, 15 minutes later. That's an integrity issue. And when you mess with the integrity and in then in the branch and mess with the integrity of the brand and it just kinda trickles on, right? I says, I like you a lot, but I will fire you if you falsify your time. And then I'm gonna write you up if you're late again. Are we clear? We're clear. Great, enjoy your day, have a nice day. Very straight, didn't stutter, didn't shake, right? Why? Because I can't help him if I don't address his lack of commitment. Oh, come on, come on. I, I, I can't help him. And so, so many times, you know, you may I may come off strong or rough, but I can't help you if I pacify you. I can't help you get to where God is trying to get you to if I just, okay, I understand, it's okay. You can't help people like that. There's Sometimes you got to give that tough love, Come on, you got to give that tough love and tell like it is. And you you know what, guess what? If you are committed, you will receive it because it's being given in love. You will receive it, digest it, use it, and work it to make you better, right? Why? Because commitment is the stuff character is made of. Character is made of. So when you are committed to something, it helps strengthen your character. So so sometimes when you know you are weak in a spot, you should commit to something that you're weak in. Cause it helps integrate integrity. So if you got a time issue, you need to let everybody know. You know what, church? <coughs> I am going to be. I want the whole church to know that I'm going to be here at 11:30 sharp. I told y'all last week about the person who told me. They said, "Pastor," and then I hear today, So don't even look around. I, they, they said, "Pastor," I promise you that for the next five months. I'm going to be here every single Sunday. If I miss one Sunday, I'm going to give you $500. Now, they don't miss four Sundays. I'm $2,000 up, just in case you can't do the math. I'm $2,000 up on this person, right? yeah, they text me, but that wasn't the agreement. The agreement was that I'm not going to miss a Sunday, no matter what happens, right? Why? that person, as far as I'm concerned, they have character issues. There's major character issues, right? Because what? Your commitment is a part of your character. If you have strong character, then I don't have to worry about your commitment. Yesterday when I showed up to the diner, I knew that Brother Ben was going to be the first one there. I knew it. I just knew that when I walked in there, we got there about five or ten minutes early. I knew that Brother Ben, when I walked in, who there? In the back. Got the whole space already set. Why? Because he's committed, he's integral, and he has character. You understand, I knew he was going to be there before me. I I knew it. I just knew it. Because that's just how he is. He's committed. Come on. He has character. And you want to have the kind of character, I didn't even get into my scripture yet, right? Uh, You want to have the kind of character and integrity that when you say something, that people can trust your word. They can go to sleep and don't even have to worry about it. Right? That's how God is with us. When he says he's going to do something, church, God is going to do it. Come on, he, he says, he, says I, he made a vow to his own self because there was nobody strong enough. Come on, you got to get this. There, there was nobody bigger than him to make a vow to. He says no, no, no one was more, what he was saying was no one is more integral than me. So I had to make a promise to my own self to do the things that were right for you. So if he says I have a plan for you, my goodness, you ought to get excited. Because he's committed and his character is impeccable. Gosh. That if he has a plan for you, a good plan for you, you ought to get excited. When Mother Beth was saying, rejoice, get happy, I was like, yeah, we got to get happy because we know that God has a plan for our lives. He has a plan for our church. He has a plan for our city. He has a plan for your families. Come on. You ought to get happy. But when you don't understand the integrity of God, you can't rejoice. Because you're so used to being let down. You're so used to not seeing people come through. That we got to work with that first and get that healed. So that when God says he's going to do something, you're going to rejoice. He's not like people. He's not like people. Man, people have let me down. I can't, I can't tell you how many times. And then God puts us in the pastoral church. Oh, great, you want to take it to another level, let down? You know, it was just, like, Lord, really? Are, 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 are you serious? Right? People are, but guess what? God's integrity is impeccable. And his integrity and commitment, uh, uh, curse is so great that it caused me to pick up my family and move to where he told me to. Because that's how committed I know he is. Come on. That, that, that's, how, that's how integral I know God is. I mean, it sounds crazy. My family thought I was crazy too. I said, "I think I'm crazy too, a little bit." You're not by yourself. I, I understand that, but guess, but guess what? I mean, three years in, we've seen God, and those of you that've been here, you've seen God, and through us, do miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. Why? Because His integrity and commitment is impeccable. What God does for us is amazing. Watch this. He says, "It is the de- it, it is the triumph." Uh-oh. It is. Thank you. The triumph of integrity over skepticism. Now, I want you to look at this, uh, this scripture. Can you jump to the definition of commitment for me? Oh, yours is working. Great. Awesome. Let's get big Mike a hand. I love this guy. <laughs> He's committed. Oh, yeah. Mike is committed. <laughs> Mike's like, Pastor, we got to get the the podcast. I'm like, Mike, I'm working on it. Every week. Pastor, I need to get the podcast. Mike, I'm working on it. Pastor, did you get the podcast? Mike, here, just get the podcast, man. Just, I love it, though. I love it. I, I, I love people who are committed to their assignments. Why? Because when you're committed to something, you grow what you're committed to. You grow what you're committed to. You grow what you're committed to. People that are not committed to things, you put something in their hands, it's going to be the same way it was when you found it, when you gave it to them. Right? There was a, the Bible said that he gave one, each of them the same portion. And when he came back, there was one person who said, I left it just the way you gave it to me. And he thought he was doing something big by leaving it just the way that he gave it to him. Had it all wrapped up and nice. Look what I did, master. I, I, I left it just the way. Uh, r- really? Everybody else, they multiply it five times, ten times. Anytime God puts something in your hand, He puts it in your hand to grow it. Anytime He puts it into your hand, He puts it into your hand to grow it. Anytime God puts it into your hand, He puts it into your hands to grow it. If what He has given you, whether it's an assignment in the church, whether it's an assignment at work, whether it's promotion at work, whatever it is, God gives you an assignment so that you can grow it, amen? What better way to show forth this greatness than you growing it, amen? And so just real quick, I want to run through this real, real, real fast. So we talked about what uh, uh, the church is committed to, right, as commitment. We said that our job is going to be to bring them in, right, build them up, teach them how, send them out. That's our four core, that's our four core strategy for our church. That's what we're going to be doing for the rest of this year and next year, right? So there's a plan that God has given us on how to grow you. You get excited with that. How to grow you, right? Not just come to church. We want to get you strong, get you built up, train you how, and then kick you out. I want to be a proud We're gonna have ceremonies to kick people out. You know, we always have ceremonies to bring people in, right? Oh, that's great. Oh, great, you're a new member. We have great member ceremonies. Look let's get on there. They're gonna come, clap, they're gonna sit forever. Yeah, it's great. Every ceremony, we're gonna have kick out ceremonies right because if I, if i can get you to the point when you when i'm sending you out you are doing your kingdom assignment that means that you are out there you are doing kingdom work you are you are, i mean you are winning souls for the kingdom you are impacting systems i want to send everybody out because guess what if i can send you out that means that i got to make more room for people who are coming in right I, 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 jesus brought the disciples in they were in their fields he went brought them in what did he do? So I uh, build them up. He trained them how? Send them out there to do the assignment. In my name, you shall cast out demons and devils. They went out. They exercised it. They trained it. They came back saying what they couldn't do. He corrected them. That's part of training. Come on, don't get quiet. That's part of training. And then after that, what happened? He ascended and what? Send them out. You don't need me no more. You're good. Go do the assignment. So the church is not a place where we store people. It's not a storage house. And so many churches have become storage out. Look how packed it is. Storage house. We don't want to store people. We want to kick you out. Look at somebody and say, I want to kick you out. <laughs> we want to kick you out. Right? But we want to kick you out in purpose. We don't want to kick you out aimlessly and kick you out because you just ain't coming to church. I said, I want to kick you out, not you kick you out. Different kickouts. Right? I want to kick you out. Don't kick yourself out. All right? Let me kick you out. That means that you have gone through this process and you are ready to go do your kingdom assignment. Amen? Amen. All right. So we talk about commitment. Commitment is not um, that, right? We said that last week. Commitment is not you and chain and ball. So we talk about being committed to the church, committed to Christ. We always think bondage. Commitment is not bondage, right? When I think of commitment to my wife, when I got t- 10 minutes, when I think of commitment to my wife, I don't think of bondage. I think of liberation. No, nah, I really do. Something like, "Yeah, right." just saying that. No, I really do. Cause at this point, if Ray left, I wouldn't know what. I wouldn't know how to do anything. I, she got me so messed up. I thought before I met you, I was doing everything. I knew how to do everything on my own. You know, I did cook. I don't even believe it, but I did cook on my own. I did do everything on my own. Now if she left, I would just be like a two-year-old. Like I wouldn't know how to do anything. She got me so spoiled and so rotten that no one else would want me after her. I mean, that's how bad this is. It's really, really bad, right? So, so I, I mean, that's not chaining ball to me. That's like, please don't leave. <laughs> please don't leave me. <laughs> right? There's a level of commitment there. She makes my life better. I make her life better. With Christ, commitment with Christ, is not about, oh, I got to go to church. It's like what Pastor Rick said. When you come here, there will always be a different atmosphere when we come together. All the time. Why? Because he says that your inheritance are among those that are sanctified. So what you feel here, it's always going to be different from when you get home. But you want to be able to get what's here and bring it to your household and bring it to your car and bring it to your job. Come on. So that by next week when you come in, we don't have to pump you up again. Could you imagine if everybody walked in already pumped? I mean, the press is in this place. The roof will come off. Right there, you know, we got to pump y'all up. Come on, you know, come on, worship. By the third song, then y'all ready. But now it's time for me to get up. You know, we got to get y'all ready by the first song. You know, like like Robin can't even get started because y'all just speaking in tongues and the power of God is just in the place. But by the time we get y'all all through, I'm here, pastor. You know, we got to get y'all ready. Right? Why? Because commitment is not about bondage, it's about liberty, right? We define the word commitment as a loyal and willingness to give your time and energy to something that you believe in. When you are committed, you believe in it. You, you, you know that it's going to work. You have the belief that it's going to work. It is loyalty. It is a willingness to give. Christianity is not bondage. It is, it is you believe in Christ. That's why you have to become a believer, because you can't be committed to anything that you don't believe in. Come on, y'all quiet. You, you can't be. It's impossible. So, so 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 we're here because we're committed. We believe in it. We want you to believe in what God is going to use our church to do in this city. But in order for you to be committed, you got to believe in it. Having promised to be involved in a plan of action. That's why I gave you those four points about what we're going to do. Bring them in. Build them up. Teach them how. And what? Send them out. We're gonna implement those plan of action. Why? But you gotta be committed in order for things to work. Somebody say committed. Amen. The scripture in Psalm chapter one, nineteen, and uh, uh, verse sixty-five through sixty-eight says, uh, "Be of good, be good to your servant, O God." This is David. Be as good as your word. Train me in good common sense. Man, that's lacking in the church today. My wife says common sense is not so common no more. I am thoroughly. <laughs> David said, I am thoroughly what? Committed. I'm thoroughly committed to living your way before I before I learned to answer you, I wandered all over the place. David said, I'm committed to living your way. Living the way of Christ takes a level of commitment. Any Christian believe come on. Being a Christian takes commitment. Because sometimes you don't feel like being a Christian. Right? But because you believe in his laws and principles, you stick to it. And it's not always a spiritual old woman where God's going to, like a robot, come take your hand and make you do the right thing. No. God's not going to do that. He's not going to take your hand and not make you slap that person. No. He's not going to do that. You have to be committed to the Word of God, committed to the principles of the Word of God. Come on. And your commitment to him will always want to properly represent him. Right? all oh, we want to probably represent him because you're committed. So we said that, that commitment does uh, three things. I'm going to give you uh, a fourth one today. Commitment births discipline, according to Hebrews 12 and 11. Commitment births dis- discipline. Number two, commitment gives perspective, according to Matthew 5, verse 1 through 2. That scripture I want to read real quickly. Commitment gives perspective. The Bible says that when Jesus saw his ministry drawing huge crowds, he climbed to the hillside. <coughs> Those who were apprenticed to him. The what? Committed. Committed. They climb with them. So there's some people that, you know, uh, 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 and I'm going to be honest with you. When you when, When we started RCC, I knew that it would take a certain amount of committed people who are willing to do the climb with Ray and I. Right? It takes a certain amount of people who are willing to climb with you right? Now, there will be those who will come after God to start exploding us and blessing us and be like, man, this church is great, and we're going to look at them and just slap them and just keep on walking, right? Because it's like you don't know what we did to get to this point. You don't know how many days we had to pray and believe God and how many days we preached to the pews, right? Uh, but p- people don't know, right? But, but, but that's okay because th- they were not built to climb. If you're here today, you got climbing skills, Come on, everybody don't have climbing skills. Come on, but, but, but guess what? Those who climb with them, arriving at a quiet place, he sat down and taught this climb, his climbing companions. So they got a part of Jesus that the crowd didn't get. Come on, you got to get this. So, so, so when you commit to something, doing his work in a climbing stage, he says, there's a part of Jesus that you're going to get that the crowd's not going to get. Because he rewards those who are willing to climb and go the distance. He, he rewards them. He rewards people that says, God, I'm in it for the long haul. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to let go. I know it's tough and it doesn't look the best right now, but I believe that your word is true. I am committed. I'm going all the way. Watch this. They got something different because they were committed. And when it got to that place, watch this, that everybody couldn't come. Everybody didn't have the capacity to go to that place. But so because they didn't have the capacity to go there, they didn't have the capacity to receive what he was willing to give. Can I say it again? Because they didn't have the capacity to go there, they didn't have the capacity to receive what he was willing to give. So there's some people, it may be harder to get to that place, but the fact that you get there means that what's there is ready for you. It, it was designed for you. Come on, you got, you got to go there. There's certain people that can't go but so far in prayer. They just don't have that capacity. To press. But once you get past a certain place in prayer and you go to that next place, th- there's a sweetness. Uh, you push past your flesh. I got this morning to pray. I didn't feel like praying this morning. I don't, I don't, I don't feel like praying every morning. There's some morning I don't feel like praying. I got to push. I got to press. I got to say, God, help me. Help me get past this. I want to go back to sleep. I want to lay down. Everybody else is asleep but me. Why? You know, I'm just, you know, but I got to push past. But once I push past that, man, there's a sweetness because I was willing to push past because I'm committed to my relationship with Christ. Are you hearing me? Number three, real quickly, committed gives direction. Committed gives direction. When you're committed to something, commitment gives direction. Luke 19, verse 9 through 10. And uh, number four, commitment helps you prioritize. Write this down. I didn't give this to you last week. Commitment helps you prioritize. I'm going to give you two scriptures and we're done. Commitment helps you prioritize. What you are committed to, you prioritize. God gave us his priorities, right, as far as commitment. He says in Exodus chapter 20, verse 2 through 3, I am the Lord your God who has brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other God before or beside me. He says, I don't want nobody in front of me. I don't want nobody next to me. God said, I want to rule this space all by myself. He says, I want you to be committed to me. That's commitment. That's what he's asking you to do, to be committed to him. I tell you every week, I'm trying to get your Sunday self to merge with your Monday self. Right? If I can get your Sunday you and your Monday you to be one, then I'll work on your Sunday and your Tuesday you. Right? Until I got you merged with your Sunday you the whole entire week. Where you pray every day. Where you're worshiping every day. Where you're in the word every single day. Right? But 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 we're gonna take it day by day. But you, you gotta be willing to go with the process. You gotta be willing to prioritize. If you prioritize and have a commitment to Christ, let me tell you, he will make sure that he does everything that he said he's going to do. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. It says, Love God, your God, with what? Your whole heart. Love him with all. Oh, I jumped. Okay, hold on. Somebody have that scripture for me real quick? Oh, it's up there. Okay, it's up on my thing. Love him with all that's in you. Love him with all that you've got. I mean, that's passion. That's commitment. That's I'm sold out to God. I mean, if he says love him with all that's in you, what else is left to love anything else? <laughs> I, I mean, Q, love, uh, all means all. I, I all never... All encompasses all. If he's saying to love him with all that's in you, there is no room to love the world. There is no room. So I, I, watch this. This is profound and I'm done. I have to love everybody through him. I, 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 I love my wife and my kids through Christ. I love my church through Christ. Because I, 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 uh, he says to, for a husband to love his wife as Christ is of the church. So how I love her, I have to see how Christ told me to love her. How, how I love my kids, I have to see how Christ told me to love them. H- how I love my church and love people has to be how Christ told me. Because I don't have room to love anybody else outside of him. Gosh, you got to get this. I, I, uh, come on, come on. I, I, this is the last scripture. Y'all, y'all, I, I know this is too much for you today. I, I, I have to love everybody through him. That's why he says, love him with all that's in you. Love him with all that you've got. There's no space for nothing else. Anyone else you love has to be loved through Christ. Because I take up all your space. There's no room for nobody else. This week, I want you to, as Robbie and Laura just come up, I want you to focus on this Deuteronomy chapter 6 and 5 and ask God, what are the things that I need to get rid of that's taking up your space? This is what I ask God. I say, God, show me some stuff that's taking up your space. And man, when he starts showing you stuff, you'll be surprised. Right? I, I mean, you'll you, be shocked at what, how much you're not committed to what God has called you to do. Uh, what, what, what's taking up? What, what Why can I? I want to love you with everything that's in me. Everything that's in me. Because I can't love right trying to love with my own rules. Because... Many of us learn to love wrongly, right? By watching other people in our family members who loved wrong didn't speak, but they loved them. You know, we we have a lot of us have bad examples of, of how what love is. And you had to break those molds when you came to Christ on how to properly love, right? How to properly have relationship with those that are around you. But Christ says, if you're full of me, you're not going to have space or time to do anything outside of my view. His view ought to be the only view. His perspective ought to be the only perspective. And when I'm telling you, if you come to my house on a Monday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, you're going to get the same Pastor you that you see on a Sunday. It's not going to change. Right? I'm not going to come and have crazy things going on in my house. Right? Ask my boys, I tell them, that's in the house I got. Like, oh, you know, you know it's, they know. People, uh, some of you have been on my you know, it is. I, I am who I am. It, it, it's, it's, it, there's no surpriseness. Is that a word? I don't know. There's no surpriseness. It's, it's, uh, what? I merged. I merged. Jesus' last thing was not Christ. But he, he merged with his assignment until he became Jesus Christ, the anointed one. Until no matter if it was a Tuesday or a third, they always called them Jesus, the anointed one. I mean, you go to work, they should call you uh, Ben, the anointed one, Q, the anointed one, uh, Rick, the anointed one. I mean, uh, there, there, there ought to be a merge between you and Jesus until they can't tell the difference on who you are. I want you to put your Bibles down and jump to your feet. We're going to finish this on another day. I, I, I want you just to lift your hands and ask God to help you commit. Just, just for five five seconds. Just ask Him to help me. Help me to merge. To help me to love you with all my heart. With everything that I've got. I'm tired tired of making space for everything and everyone else but you. Help me to make you my priority. I want Jesus to be my priority. Because if I I make you my priority, I'll love through you. I'll live through you. I'll be a husband or a wife through you. I'll be a father or mother through you. I'll be a grandmother, a grandfather through you. I'll be an entrepreneur through you. I'll be a manager through you. I'll be uh, and a good employee through you. If I'm doing everything through you, everything will be right. If I could just get myself out the way, my laws, my rules, my broken thoughts, my misconceptions, my false philosophies and theologies that I've built my life around. Shatter them if they don't line up with your character. Shatter them, God. Shatter them. Shatter, shatter, shatter. Shatter them. Shatter them. Shatter them. God, I pray that you give everyone that is in this room a passion after the things of the kingdom. I pray that you take your hand and put it in their hearts. And let your fingerprints imprint on their hearts. Renew our love for you, God. Renew the passion. Renew the passion, the commitment. Teach us, Holy Spirit, how to love Jesus with everything we've got. Not half-heartedly, not a little bit, not in our own measure, but within your measure. We recommit our lives to you, Jesus. Every unsurrendered part of our character. Every unsurrendered part of our hearts. Every unsurrendered part of our minds. We ask today, God, that you break our will until it doesn't exist. (laughs) Come on. Break our will until it doesn't exist. Until we can pray like Jesus said, not my will be done, but your will be done. I'm tired of my will. I'm tired of my results. I want your will to be done. I want your results in the kingdom. I want everything that you've got. I want to be committed to you. I want to be on fire for you. God, set RCC in Holy Ghost fire. Give us a passion to win a whole city, not for our church, but for your kingdom. For your kingdom. But this is bigger than us. It's bigger than a a place, a name, a thing. Father, we do this in your name and your glory. In Jesus' name, somebody clap those hands and just tell the Lord, thank you.